0: In the following podcast, Boris Bronneberg provides a market report on electronic scrap in the Netherlands during the month of April 2011. Our local authorities have once again found it necessary to adjust their perception of the Basel Convention, so that the transport of practically any kind of electronic scrap, It hadn't been completely dismantled into its components and sorted thus, has become a more So we have to notify. Kind of which wasn't the case but that's a brand new development, and that also started enforcing it pretty much immediately. Which usually they have gives you some kind of grace period to get accustomed to the new regulation. That's uh, not the case. This case they determined that all non-dismantled electronics are to be treated under what used to be under procedure, This means that you have to apply notification of transport, uh, that you have to give financial guarantees in case anything arrives that um, shouldn't have been uh, delivered to the consumer delivery to, or where any kind of environmental hazard could be involved. I mean, the, the the farce about this whole thing is that if you take, for example, a computer and you dismantle it into its components, like the circuit board, the power supply, the floppy drive, the, uh, the casing, etc. and you pack all these components in separate boxes and you put those boxes on the truck, that's has been if you do not dismantle the same computer, we're not, I'm not talking about removing any other substances, substance, I'm just talking about dismantling, etc. Take that same computer, put it on a truck, and send it across the border, even though it's officially non had it. it's called a... Uh, they call it a, a combined unit, i.e. it's not one type of waste, but it's a few types of waste, which aren't discussed named in part of the title convention, and I'd not to be declared under one type of waste, and are would capitalist for even though all the constituents are non-hazardous. It gets worse when the hazardous components such as uh, batteries, as in quick servers or telecom uh, cabinets and things like that, back batteries. Then it's not amber, but it's red. Once you remove these hazardous constituents, it's amber. But the hazardous part is obviously quite clear. If you're going to transport hazardous material, you have to try for a But they're saying after you remove the hazardous, you still have to dismantle it because to make a it. essentially either shredding it, we don't have any electronic consumers in you know, the we can choose between building a shredder or equipment. The, uh, the implications of that is that initially it hasn't been officially publicised. Which means that a lot of companies dealing with that material don't even know that they're uh, breaking a law. It's only been communicated to the environmental officers along the border. It starts with a problem that people don't even know that they're breaking. Applying for the license, the the, the notification procedure will take probably around three months in a normal fashion. So you either stop buying or you have to have cash to buy and stock or you have to have space to stock, uh, etc. etc. Applications are are quite far reaching. Now the Netherlands is a small country so a lot of electronic traders, if you want, buy from outside the Netherlands, which is now illegal. and they usually sell, what usually they have to sell that material outright, unless they sell it to another place. Which means that their transport to the final consumer has also become, uh, not illegal, unless it's notified. The, the problems, in my opinion, simply lies in the fact that, uh, Basel Convention is not a clear-cut thing, but it allows for interpretation, uh, in certain cases and this in this case coming on because the students aren't strictly safe and this is due to the proposal why uh, this is going to be directed to the Well, the Dutch Association is evaluating this whole document now because it, it, it's a lengthy document that has been written by the Dutch Department uh, and they will obviously do I also think they will take money, so I'm not seeing any relief from that in the short term. And PIR, um, they'll be the next to be approached to see if I can do something, which honestly, I think will be uh, before the next round of negotiations